Welcome to the Footcast episode 42? Nah, yes, no. I think it's three, eh? Are we? Alright, we're oh. we gonna start that again. Anyway. <laughs> 43. Forward, welcome to the Footcast episode 43. I'm your host, as usual, Daniel Flame Condor Worthington, this week joined by Vook. Yeah. Apparently it's you. Uh, James. Up. <laughs> and. Hello, it's Anthony. Anthony, Anthony, yep. So, um. Three you forgot weeks, who you're talking to, didn't you? Yeah, I did. From an, I'll edit that out anyway. So, let's just get straight into it. First off the bat, games played. James, you look like you've got a fair heap you want to rant about for a bit. Yeah, uh, the first one I played was Starfield on DS, the first one to come out of Japan. Um. Uh, the review should be going up at some point, but um, I thought it was really, really easy. It's not really made for... I'd say it's not made for mature gamers, but if you do want to pick it up, there is a lot of stuff to find, like treasures and stuff, but then it kind of does reduce itself to a collector's on. The graphics are really, really nice. The, like, the art style is really, really cool, and um, Starfy is... I don't think Starfy is as likable as Kirby. <laughs> it's the inevitable comparisons that you're going to make. Like, it's made by Hal, isn't it? No, it's made by Toast. Hmm. The same guy who did Super Princess Peach. But oh, okay. yeah, but basically it's like. And that Kirby. game was awesome. Yeah, I, never, I thought it was awesome, but I didn't think it was anything made amazing. But Starfy, I thought Starfy was really fun, and you can dress him up. It's really exciting. Um, well, besides Starfy, I got to play Let's Tap, and I got to review that as well. We didn't get the boxes over here, which is a shame because like. I had to find a box, and I had to use my Resident Evil Five box, my big like collector's edition one, to play. Does it matter the size of the box at all, or can you just use like a cardboard box? You can or... use like it recommends in the manual to use the tissue box. So I I used my big plastic uh, clear container. My ultimate Bumblebee figurine came in. Oh right, yeah. No, I had, like, I had to use my Resident like Evil Five because I mean it only it picks up fine vibrations and stuff, so it's not that bad. It's not like, um, it doesn't matter the size of the box because it doesn't really know what it's placed on. But, um, the graphics are, the, not the graphics, sorry, the gameplay is really, really, um, interesting. It works really well for the most part. I only found problems when I was trying to get, get through the menus and stuff because you have to double tap to select something. But no matter how fast I double tapped, it still wouldn't ever pick it up. So that was annoying. But luckily you can use the Wii Remote anyway for your menus. Yeah, I had um, that problem with it as well. Yeah, okay, good. I'm glad it wasn't just me being retarded. Is it a very casual-friendly game, or is it... It's very much... It's very, like, pick-up-and-play, I'd say. There is a tutorial at the beginning that teaches you how it, how it works and stuff like that. Uh, that's probably... Uh, yeah, I'd probably say that everyone should probably have to go through the tutorial first, because it's a bit hard otherwise to understand what's going on. But, um... Yeah, I mean, there's only... To give you an idea, there's only five games on there. So, you're basically looking at ten bucks a game. <laughs> If you're, unless you find it cheaper somewhere. And uh, all the games, pretty much anyone can play, and there's multiplayer modes, obviously, and stuff like that for every single game. I will probably say it's casual-friendly, but it's a little bit more... It, I think it's much more better than, you uh, know, like, carnival games or what's another mini-game collection. <laughs> like, Babysitter's Party or something like that. War- WarioWare or Rabbids or...? Oh, uh, WarioWare and Rabbids, maybe, I'd say. Well, because they... Especially Rabbit 3, they use the Wii Remote and all that kind of stuff, and the Battle Board really interestingly as well. Same with WarioWare, but I mean, I'd say let's have it in like kind of own category, but I, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, all up. But I think that, like, once you finish the five games, if you don't have anyone else to play with, there's really no point in going back. <laughs> and 
after Let's Tap, um, I'd play a DS game called Miami Law. I don't know if any of you have heard of it. I think heard of it, but I can't remember. Yeah, it's basically like, it's really strange because... It's like, it's like an adventure game, isn't it? It's like Phoenix Wright, but instead of the courtroom parts, you have gun, like shooting people. That's the best way to describe it. Mm. So you go between places, interview people. It's like about, like, it's like a Miami... Kind of like Miami Vice, I think. It's basically you're trying to like thwart all these drug deals and stuff all around Miami, and you've got like you've got two characters. You've got the guy and the girl, and the guy solves all his problems with guns, and the girl solves all her problems with. You choose, you can choose which character you use in each part of the story, and then that changes like the story just a little bit. So So like Hotel Dusk, sort of. I never played Hotel Dusk, (laughs) so I couldn't tell you. But um, I mean, the two character thing is really cool because you've got like. It gives you an incentive to play through the game twice. I mean, but the the outcomes like the outcome of which character choose doesn't really affect the overall story, but you just get to experience a different element of the story. Does that make sense? And it's an interesting story too. Finally, my biggest disappointment: Cooking Mama Two. It, um, it took eight years to come out after Red Edge went under, and um, yeah, I'm really disappointed. That it's not anything like the original Cooking Mama, only. You can't even, you can't play two player properly. It was very disappointing. I don't know. I've even played Cooking Mama one, so not for me. Okay. Well, so, hang on. So, so is this Cooking Mama two? That's on the DS, was it? Cooking Mama two is on Wii. The on because it's Cooking Mama one and two on DS, and then Cooking Mama one and two on Wii. Was Cooking Mama two on the DS good? Yeah, that was just more of the same with Cooking Mama one, really. So how's Cooking Mama two on DS different to Cooking Mama two on the Wii? Okay, Cooking Mama in Cooking Mama two on the Wii, you basically instead of having doing the recipes you actually control the kids you control like you pick a kid you might like create a little chef man and like it's like a little kid with glasses or whatever and you um mm-hmm. and you control him making the recipe and stuff like that and it's all, all this like completely 3d art style kind of setup now and so and then you've got cooking mommy in the background and she's just smiling or doing whatever she wants while you're cooking and then um she's watching you and helping you out if you stuff up so yeah, it's more like it's it's kind of like a third person game now, but it's a first person game. Does that make sense? <laughs> Not really. Third but person yeah. mini games. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but Miami Law is pretty good, worth picking up. Or um, I haven't finished it yet, but at the moment I'm really really enjoying it. It really surprised me, and that's probably what I would probably say it's worth picking up. But I don't even know if you can pick it up here yet. Yeah, I was thinking, can't be hearing about it coming out down here. Yeah, but it really did surprise me. It's really fun. Anthony, anything of note? I've been mostly playing Xbox. I got Armored Core 4 and Black Side yep, 5 that's on not Xbox. Nintendo. And I uh, also picked up GTA Chinatown Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, game had a sale and I couldn't resist. <clears throat> um, I'm not really a big fan of GTA, so it was kind of a spontaneous purchase. And it turns out that I really, really like. Um, it was a big surprise that I liked because I've never, never liked any of the past GTAs, which were, you know, the bird eye camera angle. Really, the only other GTA game that I've enjoyed is GTA 3. I didn't really get much into San Andreas. I skipped Fire City, and I've also skipped GTA 4, which probably makes GTA Chinatown Wars all the more impressive. I uh, think we talked about it at length in the last podcast. But you know, just to go over it again, the drug trading is really, really addictive. <laughs> <clears throat> kind of wrong. The best bits probably you just sort of feel wrong enjoying it so much. No, but uh, one of the reasons why I really enjoy the game is all the different missions that they've got in the game. They've gone for quality over quantity rather mm-hmm. than just having tons and tons of different races. There's pretty much well, all I've found is 
a jet ski time trial, one lot of street races, and I th- and some go kart races, and they've just kind of put, they put all these missions in, which are tend to be unique. I haven't really done all that many missions which were the same, and I quite like that. Am I still the only one who's found the zombie thing? No, I found it. Okay, cool. It's, what was it called? Hobotron. No, oh, no, that's I don't know. I found this little graveyard somewhere. Also, no, um, no, I think it is a graveyard. It's on an island, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, right above one of the. Yeah, it's called Hobotron. Oh, in a graveyard, a but I'm not sure if they're zombies. They're just well, it's a zombies, and you're given shotguns and stuff, and you're in a graveyard, and stuff's running at you. Yeah, they may not be zombies, but it's bloody close. Yeah, things like that make giant Chinatown wars really good. Cool. Anything else we related or DS was? No. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. I'll leave the best to last. Well, the most newest to last. Uh, well, they're already... Hang on. They're all new. Whatever. Uh, Punch-Out! I got from America this week. Um, I say it's not new because it's been out for two months. Nearly already in the US, but it's still not It's out in the UK as well, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, it's the UK copy. So, I mean, all Nintendo have to do is print out a new cover and release it. But, you know, that's too hard. Well, that's the anyway, same cover, just with a big... Has it been OFL seed yet? Yeah, months ago. Okay. It's really good. The Wii controls are alright, but it's way too tiring to play like more than four or five, you know, fights. It hurts your shoulders. But the NES controls are fine, even with the Motion Plus plugged in. It doesn't do anything, but so that still works well. It's Transformers 2 uh, on the DS, not the way I haven't got that yet. It's pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Next. And yeah, what, um, makes it, what? what makes it pretty good? You Basically, you put in the role of a, a you know, a tr- transformer that's you know nondescript. For, so it's not one from the movie. It's just like one they've created for the game. So you can put uh, you yeah level him up and you can make him how you want. And it's not like you know Bumblebee or Ironhide or any of them from the movie. So um, it tells the story of this uh, transformer. But you play alongside the other ones, and you do versus the Decepticons. This is the Autobot game that I've got, but not the uh, the Decepticon one. Obviously, would be the other story. The other game I've got uh, is Virtua Tennis. It's not as good as Grand Slam Tennis. Um, it tries too hard to be real, uh, and the Grand Slam Tennis just does a better job of a tennis game on the way. The controls are pretty much the same with Motion Plus and without, uh, because I mean, you have much different can you do Wii controls with tennis the final game that I've played and I only just got this the other day so I haven't played it that much yet is The Conduit It's everyone's been waiting for it it's been delayed a couple of weeks in the US uh, in, in Australia but it's out in the US and that's the copy I've got it's pretty uh, the single player I've only done two missions of uh, the first mission was just like a training mission and it's set in the future so you got all the features you're going to get but then you get taken back I think it's three weeks or three days or something I can't remember uh, the online I played a couple of uh, matches but you just get uh, your ass kicked way too much already uh, it's only been out you know two weeks <coughs> or a week and people are already that good so it's going to be so, a problem um, you're trying. not blaming it on lag at all that's what I know uh, yeah but there's no lag, I couldn't notice. I mean, it was a couple of times, and I mean, I couldn't find anyone regional yet, obviously because it looks for someone close to me, and no one else has it here in Australia yet. Well, except for people who are involved in it. Uh, apparently, the game's already been hacked, though, so, like, people are cheating on it already. 
um, and unlimited ammo and infinite jump speed run. Uh, it's uh, I mean that's the downside of the homebrew channel, I suppose. But people is there some way? Uh, do they have some way of countering that? The developers probably patch uh, it or. I don't think they can release a patch, but I mean they might be able to look for that code that's being run on the server and then like kick that player if that code's being run. And I mean, you did, I mean that's another thing with Nintendo's online that they should have a look at because there's no way to stop this once it's begun. I mean they could, yeah, I mean they, they could patch track them, really? the the Euro release, which is still probably just being printed now. <laughs> I mean, Americans going to be full of cheaters playing, so... It's like in the early days of DS. I don't know, I haven't played a DS online game for a while, but I remember people cheating with Tetris and stuff. I mean, people cheat with Mario Kart Wii all the time. They, I mean, infinite blue shells and things like that. It's uh, crazy. No, the conduit's pretty good for what it is. I mean, is it, the graphics are alright, but... It's very generic. That's all I've played. Okay, that's so. a lot of the stuff I've been hearing about it. It'd be great... Um, also, sorry, no, it's, if it was on any other console, no one would probably care about it, but the fact it's on the Wii, everyone's going nuts over it. I mean, the controls are great. I mean, it's the way we know the Wii remote and nunchuck combo works great for FPSs and with the co- customization available. I mean, you can edit any functional button to do whatever you want. I mean, yeah. you can make, you know, any button jump, any button shoot, any button throw a grenade. And, I mean, there's sensitivity options and reticule options and, you know, reticule, rather, uh, yeah. options. These sort, and, those um, sorts of things are normally missing from Wii games. It's about time yeah, the I mean, benchmark got raised up to where it should be. Yeah, I mean, so the controls are completely open to do whatever you want, so whatever works best for you. Anything else, or is that it? No, that's it for this week. Okay, for me, nothing really brand newish. Uh, just some old games I've been checking out... Uh, I don't know if I said it last podcast, but I finally picked up a copy of Professor Layton Curious Village. I hate it. It's too hard. You fail. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> it's some, some of the puzzles are annoying. You just sit there and you're, oh, okay. And it's always a stupid answer that's staring you right in the face, but you're trying to think too hard about it. But yeah, it's an awesome little game. The production values for it, the voice work, the cutscenes, it's all gorgeous. It's, yeah, it's easy. Like, hopefully I'll finish this in time for when the sequel comes out. Which one? That that's the diabolical box or something? Or can't you buy cheats in that game or tips? You can, but I don't know. You feel stupid buying cheats because you buy the first one, which doesn't really sort of help out a lot, and then the second one helps out a bit more, and then the third one just more or less tells you the answer. And it's really stupid because then when you get the third one, you're like, oh, for Christ's sake, why didn't I think of that? Then you just but, load uh, up your uh, past uh, save game and save all the money. You can do that. Not saying whether or not I've been doing that, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really, really good game. I think every um, again, it's one of those games that's good for both the casual guys and the hardcore guys like us. It's an awesome freaking game. Also on the DS front, I've been playing a bit of Hotel Dusk. Well, not a. I sort of got to the first part we could actually save because it's a really. There's a lot of text in it, and I just sort of got a bit bored. Uh, you played it, didn't you, Vuk? Yeah, when it came out. A while ago, I didn't never finished it though. Um, yeah, but there's, there's there's a lot of talking in it. Uh, I, 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 I love I love the art style for it. It's an awesome game. <clears throat> no, it, yeah, it's just too not too long. Hotel. Dark, How does the um, talking compare to Phoenix Wright, which is also heavy? I've on never that. played a Phoenix Wright, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a lot of text. You're missing out on Phoenix Wright, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> and, um, but that's all I've really been playing on the DS. I've learned a bit of Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy IV still. On the Game Boy, I've been going back to playing Final Fantasy VI, which is probably for the last couple of days. I've You're talking about the original Game Boy. Game Boy Color. Uh, Game Boy Advance. Because uh, i got my Game Boy Micro. Are, so are you still that. doing that Game Boy thing in your blog? Yeah, when, once my computer, because I'm using... Uh, borrowed laptop right now, but all my blog is on the computer. What are you uh, meant to do that in top, like, 20 days and it's been like three months? Well, I did <laughs> say at the end, days may or may not be concurrent, so that covers me, just as long as I get them done on 20 individual days. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Final Fantasy VI, loving that. I uh, really need to get around a I'm probably hopefully going to play the two completion this time because it is an awesome game. Some of the music in it is just amazing. <clears throat> and I still hate Kefka. Donkey Kong... Is it called Donkey Kong 94 or just Donkey Kong? Just Donkey Kong, but that's what it's affecting me. <laughs> someone turn your mobile phone off. I thought was it was a me? typo for Donkey Kong 64. No, no, Donkey Kong 94. On the Game Boy... Uh, oh, that one. Yeah, have you played it? Yeah, I've played it's it. I good. love it. I got yeah, it. I never. Oh, it's, it's like that and Picross. I never got them when the Super Game Boy originally came out, but I've got them both now, and they are amazing games. Uh, this is probably the best Mario game on the original Game Boy. I'm up to the third world on the pirate ship right now, and I'm a little <coughs> bit stuck there. But it's an amazing game. Hopefully, you know, maybe if we get a DSi virtual console coming out on ha- the DSi, haven't we? That'll be on there. What's um Mario versus Donkey Kong like? I think the first one on Game Boy Advance is kind of like that, isn't it, Vulk? Oh, hang on, what? Yeah, it is. Similar. The second, second one is completely different. It's the yeah, second one's like Lemmings, isn't it? Sort of with the mini, with the little mini robotic. Yeah. Mario's. So what's the Pretty one much. on DSi? The one with the little robotic Mario's. Yeah, but it's a new version, and you can make your own stages as well as something uh, and download them. Uh, off it, it's not like the Game Boy game that. Daniel That's more like the DS. Yeah, the Game Boy Advance one. It's a bit of a shame because it would have been really cool having something like that where you control Mario, make your own stages. But I'm still excited for March of the Minis two on DS. Apparently, the original DS one, um, you could make your own stages and share them as well. So it seems a bit funny the way Nintendo's promoting it right now. And the only other really, 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 really big game that I've sort of been playing on the Wii, I finally picked up a copy relatively cheap of No More Heroes on the Wii, which um, I know it's 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 an awesome game. It's just feels like it's missing something. The, the open world just feels really, really, really dead. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You, you played it a lot, didn't you, James? Yeah, that, that was pretty much my only complaint about the game. I thought everything else was really good. But the the motion controls wasn't... Because, I mean, everyone was going on about how it should have been exactly like one-to-one controls. No, nah, I don't want one-to-one. You'd be ridiculously tired if you did that with that game. Yeah. Um, I don't mind button mashing and then just doing the one or two swipes to do attacks and stuff. Yeah, that's really good. Um, the the what, what are we talking about again? No more heroes. No more heroes. Yes. Um, the boss battles. <laughs> I reckon the boss battles were all really, really, really good. Um, yep. It was kind of the same. I think it was the same with Mad World. The gameplay was like you know good, but the boss battles are really, really what made it stand out. Um, the in between bits and no more heroes, as I said, you said before. Yeah, that's probably where the game just well, fell down. And then a lot of people well, no. say that like. What um, Suda made it to make a point about games or something, but I think that's just stupid because making a game boring and dead is for the sake of making a point is just stupid. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I actually do enjoy the little missions where you need to get money. I mean, the, the, the mowing lawn, I'm only up to the 
second boss. Mm. I've only just beaten the guy with the gun, the, the cowboy guy in the, in the baseball stadium. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, I've beaten him, and I don't mind the little in-between mission stages you need to do, like, like the lawn mowing and the picking up coconuts. That's all I've done so far. But they're Sounds not exciting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but they are. F- I mean, they are fun. Yeah, no, just little fun sort of distractions from they're it. They're definitely fun. I love, I love the one where you can pick up scorpions or something with a needle or something like that. Um, no, not got to. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But like, I mean, you will have to repeat them eventually, and that's where it gets really tedious. Yeah. But you've also got, I mean, have you got the dash move? Uh, don't think so. Okay, that'll probably make things a lot more bearable, and that's like advice to everyone. When you can, I think you can collect the balls, the the Russian guy's balls. Balls, Russian guy. Okay. That sounds dodgy. It's good. Okay, look, at, it's in the manual. You, you, get, you okay. can collect this Russian guy's balls, but they'd actually be balls, not like his balls. Anyway, and then um, um, you can use them to buy a dash move, which might let Travis run really, really, really fast, and that gets you to places faster. It makes things a little, little bit more bearable. Makes it faster than going around on his jet bike or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, that's just wrong. Um, okay, but yeah, I mean, it's a really good game. Uh, if, if you do see it around, because it is kind of hard to come by. I've seen game have a lot of, or the game new one that's open up in the Perth have a lot of copies. But it just, I think they've just gotten them straight from the UK. But it's a fun little game. I'm looking forward to the sequel now a lot more after playing the first one. Oh, so are you playing um, the, um, the 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 censored version? It's got black. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't mind that. I mean, I, I, I don't even think about it till after. I'm like, eh, whatever. It works. I'm using a laser sword, so I can imagine it would burn him into ash. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun. And that's pretty much about it for me. So I think we'll just take a quick break here and come back after that with some news. to the Vulcar, so let's just dive straight into the news, uh, what's happened over the last couple of weeks. First off the bat, uh, everyone here, barring Anthony, probably really enjoyed Rogue Squadron on the GameCube, and Rogue Leader, oh, was it, hang on, it was Rogue Leader on the GameCube, and Rogue Squadron was on the 64. Rogue Squadron 1 and 2. I like the one. Oh, hang on, what, what, what was Rogue Squadron 2? That was one that Rogue came Squadron out. Rogue Squadron 2? <laughs> it was a sequel to Rogue Squadron. <clears throat> That's what it was came it? out on the GameCube when it first came out. No, that was no, Rogue. That, that, no, no. And I say in, in Rogue Squadron 3 was uh, the, the second one that came out that I really like. No, came out in the GameCube. No, Rogue, there was that battle for Naboo, sorry. That was, I thought that was the second one. Yeah, but it wasn't. Uh, that's yeah. what I was getting confused at. But yeah, anyway, so they yeah, all Rogue... suck, so it doesn't matter. They used to. Anyway, Ro- yeah, Rogue Leader was a really great game. Regardless of what Anthony thinks, but yeah, apparently it was in. Um, it was going to get a Wii make on the Wii, but something's it was happened. A new game. Was, was it a new game? I thought it was just a remake. A uh, new game. Who's making? Okay, it? well, yeah. Uh, Factor Five was. They should just caught the bloody uh, GameCube version. It looks better than half the Wii games. Yeah, it's a Wii make. But yeah, apparently it's it wasn't the work. <laughs> What's well, not on the Wii is it? 
Uh, but yeah, now yeah, there's been a whole lot of layoffs and stuff happen with Factor 5. They shut down the American branch last year. They were working. I think they were still trying to make it, but there's been some lawsuit now, which is apparently means that that game's not going to be coming out. Big loss. Which no, they sold off the asset or something, and then yeah. Factor 5 got pissed at that, and now they're suing themselves. No, yeah, the ex-staff are suing Factor 5 for not getting paid. Which is yeah. holding up the game. Which sucks. I mean, um, well, I mean, I wouldn't want to. I would want these guys to get sort of the money they deserve, but it still sucks that can't get an awesome Star Wars game on the Wii. Which, barring Lego Star Wars, we don't really have yet. Uh, Force Unleashed was alright. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, wasn't bad. Thank you, Chris. Maybe people. It's not annoyed the reviews that got because it was a really good game. People ragging on it. Zero punctuation. Alright, next. Next piece of news. Uh, look. <laughs> How's Chinatown Wars going? Good. As okay. going, it's good. It's going good. Uh, better than people think it is. Let me say that. That's all I can say. I saw okay, uh, Reggie. Saw okay, so yeah. It's also going. It's also going to the PSP, which is Go. hilarious. <laughs> because no one on the PSP is going to buy a Grand Theft Auto that isn't straight A. Because they you know, download the, t- the typical PSP owner is going to go, "What? Those three D graphics are like." Pull off their fubu jacket in, in disgrace. Yes, I just stereotyped the PSP owner. I thought you were just going to say they were going to illegally down, like pirate it and rom it. Oh, on that too as well. Which most DS people seem to do as well, anyway. Well, no one buys PSP games anymore, do they? I don't know. Can you what buy PSP, PSP games anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Some places uh, have five, three or they're four. They're much cheaper than DS games. Nah, oh, that's really. They launch Probably. like you know sixty, seventy dollars, and then they plummet to like twenty. Yeah, just wait till Final Fantasy Dissidia comes out, and then it'll probably be like $120 for five months or something. And an awesome the game. Local... Oh, I'll tell you now, yeah. the local Big W just revamped, and they don't have any more PSP games. It's probably going the way of the GameCube. Yeah, we'll, we'll all know. Like, it didn't have that strong of a first month sales, but uh, as Reggie, our Lord and Saviour, sometimes when we actually like him when he's not doing stupid stuff, <clears> seeing <throat> how hardcore guys don't matter or whatever. But yeah, the game didn't sell that well the first month, but as Reggie sort of pointed out, I think DS games seem to have a different sort of shelf life than most other games. They tend to sell a lot more on word of mouth than a lot of other stuff, and they, that, they, they have longer legs. Yeah, they, they continue to sell, whereas the other one, whereas like a big Xbox 360 game, we usually sell most of its stuff in the first month and then sort of die off. That's also because of the user base. Most, you know, like um, uh, Xbox 360 owners, you know, gravitate from the big, you know, new game to the next. Whereas we owners who aren't who aren't like hardcore gamers will buy something no matter what it's out. Yeah, when they've heard of it. I mean, you know, everyone's not sitting at home waiting for the next big Wii game. When they see it and then they think, "Oh, I might get that," they'll go get it. Not when yeah. they're well, told to buy it. Friends' place or see an ad for it. Yeah. I mean, we still got ads for um, you know, Professor Layton. <laughs> Um, well, no, there yeah. is. There's still there's still ads on TV for Professor Layton. No, the Wii Play Pizza games, the, the ports from GameCube, which are coming out yeah. on, on Wii, they've got ads for them, and those games are ancient. Yeah. And also, still keeping with the Chinatown Wars news, the CEO of Take-Two, Ben Fetter, has just said, yeah, the same thing. The DS typically has longer legs in its life cycles, and they actually are pleased with the sales the game has been making. So it may not have sold that well the first month, but apparently it's still selling. So that's awesome news. Ken Buck says it still comes to the iPhone. 
And when pressed about a possible sequel for the DS, uh, Feta said, when we are ready to announce it, we'll announce it. So hopefully there might be possibly something else in the news, maybe something else. Well, that's they've worked on the engine, stereotypical. they might as well. Yeah. So I don't know, Racial Town, um, what's it, China, um, Grand Theft Auto, The Wog Wars, and base it in Melbourne or something with it. That may not have been good to say. Uh, and also in regards to developing for Nintendo in general, Feta discussed a healthy relationship Take Two have with Nintendo. Was okay. So Take does Take Two own Rockstar, or was Rockstar always part of Take Two? Because didn't Rockstar or Take Two make Space Station Silicon Valley for the N sixty four? No, that was DMA Studios who used to and they be and they became Rockstar. Rockstar. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. And then they got bought out Rockstar by North and all these things. I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah, there's all different Rockstars. There's even like Rockstar Bondi, I think. But yeah, but, but, but yeah, also in the statement, he said that they are eager to continue working with uh, Nintendo and to bring their games to their platform. So hopefully um, we might also see a possible Grand Theft Auto for the Wii or something else. I'd rather see something original yeah. for the Wii yeah. from them guys. Yeah. <clears throat> Next piece of news. Uh, Nintendo has been announced the top developer by the game developer research. Uh, they've released a list of its that, top that's pretty 50 funny developers. Because, like, how hard do you have to do a research into how awesome Nintendo are? Uh, Activision could have come into there. I don't know. <laughs> Activision uh, number one. Not likely. EA, I don't know. Well, Activision's well, just made a smart move by calling... what would there be? Okay. Um, well, okay, Nintendo's number one. Well, it's gone... I think it's just gone for the studio names, because it's got Nintendo, Koto... No, that's where they're located, isn't it? But yeah, Nintendo's come number one. Blizzard Entertainment's number two, so they've probably actually separated Blizzard and Activision, I guess. Yeah, Where, so where's for, Naughty Dog? They should be up there. So they yeah, they're just going stuff. for development studios. We've just got the top 20 here. Uh, other stuff that's really interesting... Uh, How Laboratory, Smash Brothers Brawl, and yeah, Kirby and all that have come two. number 11. Uh, Capcom, Osaka Studios, probably doing a lot higher than they deserve to be. They probably should be number 51 or something, because it's Capcom. Capcom. They don't make anything good. Is James even listening? <laughs> I am listening, but I know you're being stupid. Oh, okay, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> hey, James, here's, here's one you love. Bethesda Studios, number 14. What? Sorry? Bethesda Studios came number 14. Oh, cool. Because they make awesome games, don't they? They do. Okay. <laughs> um, where's um, 2K um, Boston slash Australia for Irrational Games? Okay, I'll just see if I can track down the full list. Uh, Valve, number seven. What do we got? There's going to be a lot of stuff I've got to edit here, isn't there? <laughs> Yay for pauses. There's nothing really. Maxis, 24. Maxis don't exist anymore. I know. <laughs> Game Freak, num- uh, 26. Square Enix, 27. Uh, what has Square Enix done? Um, they can play Final Fantasy 13 for a few years. They've done nothing except recycle their catalogue ad nauseum. And what about... Uh, apparently Voltron's on here first. Oh, no, sorry, that's Volitation. No, no, Voltron, um, sorry. I've seen someone who made Voltron in Armored Core 4. That was pretty sweet. Intelligent Systems... They're the yeah. Advanced Wars guys, so they're number 44. Good on them. I've done a lot more than that, you know. Yeah, I know. Rare's number 49, despite not really releasing anything. Yeah, but the they made Avatars. 10, 20 years. That, that, <laughs> they get points awesome. for making Avatars. And Treasure's number 50. That's awesome. Go Treasure. Mm. But yeah, there's not a lot there, but yeah, Nintendo's number one. That's all the big news is out of it. 
Reggie um, has come out of another one. Uh, uh, I'll get that one. Talk about the box. Talk I'll get the, the box. box in a minute. Anyway, Metroid Other M, Reggie has set the sales bar for uh, 2 million copies, which is a lot more than what Metroid Prime sold, apparently. Which I thought Metroid Prime did quite well. It sold a million or so. Yeah. It had that million dollars. But Reggie wants it to outsell what Super Metroid has, because Super Metroid's sold the most. Well, so. um, <clears throat> Mother M is probably going to sell really well in Japan. Well, in America, doesn't... Yeah, the, I, the, the I thought team. Uh, Japan did like Metroid that much. Or Metroid uh, it's been done by Team Ninja. And, team, yeah. and it's been done by Team Ninja. Oh, okay. Talk about the box. Okay. And Vuk wants us to talk about the box. Metroid Prime Trilogy Collector's Tin has been revealed, which looks so good. Metroid Prime Trilogy we talked about a couple of episodes back. It's going to be all three of the Metroid Prime games coming out for the Wii with Wiimote controls. Unfortunately, though... Doesn't look like Hunters is going to be included, which would be awesome to have that for online. No, no, it was never even an option. I reckon they could have done it. Wouldn't have been Trilogy, it would have been called Metro Prime Collection or something. Well, whatever. But still, I mean, it'd give a nice little online mode for everyone to play with, and also tweaked it out. But yeah, it's getting this awesome looking Collector's Edition box tin, which is something I. Have, Nintendo don't do collector's editions, do they? Not they really. haven't done one since, since Wind Waker. Yeah, and, and, and other than like having like special edition DSs and Game Boys, that's sort of the most we get out of them, which I don't but know. They, know awesome. they know all, we're all going to buy it, so, and it's the same price as normal games, so that's good. And, and also the Metroid fan base is a lot more hardcore, and they would be interested in something like this. So it looks, yeah. it looks awesome... Uh, there should be a link on the front page if you hunt for it. Don't know if it's coming out down here yet, but if it does, definitely day one for me. Oh, we never know if anything's coming out here, so don't bother. Mm. The o- OFLC is the best indicator, isn't it? Not just OFLC, it's just if we actually get the collector's tin. Oh, well, I can see us getting itself. the game, but I don't know if we'll get the collector's tin. <clears throat> well, Fingers crossed we will. Just buy it off eBay and stick it over the top of your Aussie version. Yeah, or is that? But yeah, that's pretty much all the major news, or well, the news that these guys will let me talk about, because there's other awesome stuff, but apparently that's too old to talk about. Too old. Like fact. Yeah, be an awesome game. <laughs> so we'll be after, uh, have a quick break, and be, at, uh, be back with the Hot Topic. I posted a thread in the forum about a week or two ago for some list of questions because we haven't done that for a while and it's a really slack and easy way to get a hot topic when there's not much major news to talk about. So we'll just dive straight into that and the first question is from a former host on the podcast, uh, Spirit3, 
And his question goes, Microsoft and Sony have decided to take a slice of Nintendo's cake concerning the control means that Nintendo invested in this generation. Do you think, in your opinion, that either company can excel and uh, excel over and beyond Nintendo's original vision, or do you think both new control schemes will fall flat? Can Microsoft and Sony launch new controls to a console four years into their 10-year life cycle? Of all the three controllers, which one do you think has the lasting power and why? Those several uh, questions... Okay, well, we sort of discussed this last episode, didn't we, about what we thought about the control schemes? Well, I did. Yeah. Nintendo has it out first, which is also a plus and a minus. Well, while it's out first and they've gone to market first with it, it means it's also the less technically proficient because the other guys have had more time to work on it. I disagree. But... <laughs> Seriously, yeah, I think, um, talking about technical abilities of, of the controls. I mean, what? Project Natal and the iToy ones are definitely more better, like if we're talking motion controls, they're more developed motion controls, but neither yep. of them have pointers and neither, uh, if you want to use a thumbstick, you got to pick up the traditional controller and I mean, you're going to play Project Natal with a gamepad in your hand and point at things and then put your hand back on the controller and they, they don't have rumble, they don't have speakers on them, they don't blah, 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 you know. Out of the two new ones, I can see the PlayStation one being the most gamer-friendly, because it does, you actually have the controllers in your hand, <clears throat> um, imagine they've got buttons on them as well so you can do stuff. Hang on, you're talking, Project- this is just between the... Xbox One and the PlayStation One, not the Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, at this stage. I mean, I still think the Wii is the best one because it's not it's it's casual and it is hardcore gamer-focused in both. Like, you can do your normal games with the analog stick and buttons and all that, and then you can do your waggle fest, fun, happy sports interactive games. And then you have Motion Plus as well. Yeah. The, pro- the, the, the Project Natal's the interesting one that I'm going to have to wait and see how they do that because, I mean, all I can really see it being good for is puzzle games... And I don't know. Um, what are they called? Real-time strategy games. I, was... I guess other strategy games. But other than that, I, I can't see them playing. You being able to play Halo Three with Project Natal. I can't see you being able to play Assassin's Creed with Project Natal. True. No. I mean, if I mean, if, if they co- are chasing, yeah. The other question was that you know, can they launch it in the middle of a life cycle? It's segmenting I mean, the market. Well, yeah. not really, but I think it's a good basis for like experimenting so that next generation, they're not behind. They know exactly yeah. what they're doing. But it's also a risky gamble because, I mean, <clears> if, this is sort of, if, if they really do try and push this as the new SKU, they will segment the market. Well, and... Think of how each um, manufacturer is going to roll them out. The iToy ones that we saw are using the existing iToy. So all the Disco sticks. The what, sorry? Disco sticks. Disco sticks. Um, they'll just start bundling those sticks with iToys, and you've got the existing iToy games that already use it. And this is pretty much just going to be, you know, as popular as what the current iToy is. And with Project Natal, it's replacing the um, Xbox Live Vision camera, which is already being used in a number of games for fairly ordinary uses, like sticking your face in Rainbow Six or taking a photo of whenever you crash in burnout. I think price is going to be a big factor for Project Natal if it's going to be as expensive as what Vuk reckons it's going to be. <clears throat> but, um, you don't think it'll be two, at least 200 bucks. Ooh. Here, when it comes out here, you don't think it'll be 200 bucks. 
Is it just one camera or is it more I mean, than one to look, do depth? Guitar, guitar Hero is, you know, 259 bucks. Tony Hawk is going to be at least 150 bucks. This thing is going to have, you know, this multi directional omni camera and <clears> microphone and. It's, and it's going to be bundled with software. It's going to be more than Milo. Milo. Milo doesn't even... It's fake. He's a little it's, fake He's little all lovable and British and all. And, and he picks up the ball when you drop Maybe it and stuff. We'll get a punch the shot out of you, can we? <laughs> we'll go have a I mean, round or two and have a point. What is his name? Peter Molyneux? Don't go out for a point. Is that how you say his name? What? what? The fellow who does Fable. Peter Molyneux. Yeah, Peter Molyneux. Peter Molyneux. He says it's going to be the most amazing thing ever, and it's he's, going to blow our no mind, and we have never seen anything like this ever before. He said, he said that about Fable 2 as well. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? And, and Black and White, <laughs> and Fable 1. Oh, hang on. He says a lot of we things. Listen to him. Peter Molyneux <laughs> is the most awesome thing ever. <laughs> you got a promotion he's, he's, out he's of probably, it. He's, he's probably the Michael Bay of um, video game development. Michael Bay, don't knock him. <laughs> yes, do knock him. <laughs> And, and, and Shia, Shia Le- so back to the question. Back to the question. Can they do yep. this four to ten years into a life cycle? They can. Not, 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 not if they make it the main focus. Like they still need to be concentrating on the established user base. They're not going to. They won't ever get rid of like you know the normal game because that's why people get 360s and PS3s. Yeah, the killer yeah. application. Sorry, killer application on the Wii is the pointer. That's what I reckon. That's what makes all the good games great. Yeah, but, well, yeah, that's true. But like, I mean, you have got a lot of customers who come in, go into a store, and they look at the Wii, and then they look at the next box, and they say, "I don't want to. I'd rather have a controller than a disco stick or or myself." Like, I mean, yeah, they are got. It is like you know, the Wii does make it unique, but it's not for every. It's not for everyone. I mean, for a lot of people, as the sales demonstrate, but it's not for everyone. Yeah, looking at it now. Peter Molyneux, like, like, he was good when he was with Bullfrog. He made Dungeon Keeper in Fiend Park. I can't make another yeah, Fiend Park. It doesn't suck. I know. Of all I'm, three controllers, which one do you I think has lasting power and why? We. The Wii, Because right. it's bundled with the console. And, and it'll be on the next one as well. Yeah. Probably, okay. I'd probably say, probably say Wii as well. Yeah. Because at, okay, um, at the moment, the PlayStation 1 just reminds me of, um, like, they brought out recently the pom-poms and the, to- and the sword. Have you guys seen that for PS2? Yeah. Sorry? what? They're basically, like, they're phone pom-poms and phone um, swords, and they're, like, just like the wand, basically, but with your eye toy, and they're just dodgy, and they don't really look that interesting at all. Um, yeah, it just uses green screen technology, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, um... So we'll just wrap that question up. Next question from Rail Spider. There are so many quality games coming out at the moment that it's hard enough finding time to play the best new titles, let alone get through the backlog. If you did somehow get the time to replay one of your old favourites, replay, not play an old game for the first time, which would it be and why? I'm probably going to... This is going to be the biggest cop-up, but I'm going to say Metroid Prime, and I'm going to be able to soon... That's why, I mean, honestly speaking, probably I, that's the only reason I've held off. Like, every time I've been on holidays or had nothing to do, I've really, really, really wanted to play Metroid Prime, but I've left it because I know this new thing, the collection's coming out. So, I just did play one of my f- old favourites, which was Super Mario Land 2, so... I want to play Metroid. Majora's Mask all the way through. Oh, I've restarted well, yeah. it so many <clears throat> times, and I always get up to, like, the first dungeon with a Deku, 
and I hate the freaking Deku thing. So I, I, I want to. It, it was either last year or the year before I played through it again. Played I just, through it again. I just haven't been able to get past that to get to the good stuff. Yeah. Is that like yeah. the Zelda the Zelda Gear Solid part? No. no Zelda Gear Solid's Wind Waker. Oh right. Yeah. Oh yeah, you get high no. boxes and stuff. <laughs> It's once you can take the masks off and get the Goron mask and, you know, roll around to Mina Field. It really That's opens they, up. And then you get all the Ocarina moves so you can move through time better, you know, and then get to the culmination where Does so many things Does become easier throughout the game? Yeah, because, I mean, the owls are everywhere and you can walk to them, so... Yeah. Oh, well, like, you, I think I you might all hate me for this, but I played the game for about four or five hours, saved it at an hour decided to continue playing and then like you know 15 seconds after saving it an hour and loading it up again I turned the X the 64 off and lost like two hours of gameplay oh yeah and this was like in the first week of having the game and I returned it and I haven't played it since you got a Wii don't you yeah well I'm, I've been considering getting on virtual console no you can't no, do you, the, you, um, you, you don't consider it you get it but you can't do the whole pause thing and in um, 64 <laughs> games. I mean, the, the, the point of no, you can't offer in 64 games. Thing of like, if you need to save in Majora's Mask, you do, but it takes you back to the first day, which is I don't know. I think unless you're in a dungeon, I think you can pause. It's a bit differently, but it works fine. You just sort of go. It, yeah, you just need to think other, differently. The only other thing you could get around that is uh, to you know uh, play it on your computer. Not saying how. And use save states be the other way, but you know. I think I'll just wait until they have save states on Virtual Console. They won't. Um, Not to the next console, I don't think. Uh, for me, I'd really like to go back and play Ocarina of Time. I just can't seem to sit through it anymore. Uh, Majora's Mask, I can just because I love it, but Ocarina of Time, I don't know what it is. I just sort of can't. I don't know. Links, a link to the past. I'd love to play that again. I probably Wind, Wind Waker without the ocean. Just cut out the ocean bit. And, <laughs> um, and the main one that. would be Secret of Mana. I love yep. the game to death, That's but for some one. reason I can't sit down and play it. I don't know why. It just because uh, I know the game. Square so well. RPG. Shut up! Shut up! Awesome game. I'd love to go back and play yeah, it. Yeah, my one would be Secret of Mana as well. I've just been waiting until I've got some time to get it on Virtual Console and actually play it. Actually, oh, and Kirby Canvas Curse for DS. Oh, I got another one. Perfect dark, but not at crappy frame rate. So I wait for the Xbox one. Yeah. <laughs> How long till that's out? Oh, uh, probably like December. Okay, I'll be picking that up. Uh, next question from Lord Zod. <laughs> my question is in regards to the Wii Vitality Sensor. I was talking with a friend, with my friend who is doing nursing at uni, and she said it, it could be used for weight loss in games such as Wii Fit by keeping players in the optimal pulse range for weight loss. Do you think it will be used solely for this purposes, for this purposes as this, or will developers utilise it for more traditional games? Anthony had something about this one, don't you, Anthony? You reckon that it was, could be used for medical stuff? No, I thought that... I, 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 I like the one Scott Sharkey over at 1UP suggested, um, are you alive the game? You plug it in, the minute your heart rate stops, you lose. <laughs> no, Give it to um, old people. The most interesting thing for me <laughs> was the one... Hose. Sorry, the one that... Satoru Iwata mentioned, which was a game that lets you fall asleep. And I thought more along the lines of, you know, that's going to make him lots of money rather than that's going to be a cool game. And there um, should be lie detector. Yeah, and lie the detector. Game. Well, I know, as I said last, as we said last podcast, you got stuff like, what is it? Uh, survival horror. horror. I still think it could work well for that puzzle game. It's like, one. 
you know, puzzle games like Tetris, where the game will speed up and will slow down depending on how fast your heart's going. There's what's really going. If any games do come out that impress us, they're going to be things that we didn't come up with. Really, really creative ideas. If you can get someone's pulse, you can get how strong their heartbeat is and how fast it is, and you can get more than just you know how scared they are in a puzzle game or in a um, survival horror game. You're going to get something much more intimate than that. If you've got like a no. an RPG and then this hot, sexy character walks on screen and your heart rate increases, the game is going to know that. And they could do something like make the um, character flirt with you, something that she wouldn't do if your heart rate didn't go up. What about a WarioWare game yeah. using the heart rate thing? Five seconds to make your heart beat faster or something, I don't know. Hold your breath until you die, until your heart stops and then let go. Well, how about something like a trauma center where if you're, if you're getting all tense and your heart rate's going, your character will, you, will make mistakes in the game? Well, that's pretty yeah, awesome. Do that. that. They're probably well, you want your heart I mean, rate going fast in um, things like that. You, when your heart rate's going and your adrenaline's going, your concentration goes up and your precision goes up. So if you're playing trauma center and your heart rate gets bigger, then it should be the reverse. It should be like the healing touch that you do in the current games. Everything should slow down when your heart rate goes up. And because it slows down, your um, heart rate will go down and the game will speed up and then you... You get more excited. And so you're trying to get stressed just to make the game easier. Yeah, and then when you de-stress because it get, gets easier, you know, the game gets harder, so you get more stress. Plays like that. <clears throat> Going back to his question, I, I can really see stuff like the EA Sports games and all that using it to keep monitor of your heart rate, to help it for losing weight and all that. And also, um, just also said, also, if you could design any Wiimote attachment, what would it be? Please keep it safe for work. None. I don't want any more. <laughs> Pretty much, actually. No more. I've got a cupboard full of them. About four guns and two wheels, the zapper. Go away. Uh, Retro Man has a <laughs> few quick questions. Uh, what are some video game-related soundtracks can you recommend for people to buy? Super Mario Galaxy Yeah. Phoenix Wright. Uh, Secret of Mana Plus. Is an awesome album. I don't, As is, I don't know if you, yep. you can buy the ones that I'm, I'm recommending, but I think Metroid Prime, Beyond Good and Evil, have both really good soundtracks. FCOGX. Yeah. Resident uh, Evil, Tetris, of course. Tetrisphere on the 64 had an amazing soundtrack. Uh, weird one I'll throw in there, Secret of Evermore on the Super Nintendo actually had an official soundtrack release, which is quite a lot of good one railway games have good soundtracks. Killer Instinct, Killer Cuts. If you can track that down, that's horrendously bad, but awesome. Uh, well, Cammy has a nice soundtrack, doesn't it? Yeah, it's on my to-buy list. I think the next two soundtracks I'm getting down are the Chrono Trigger, Brink and Time one, which is a, an, an arranged album that's sort of music-influenced by uh, Chrono Trigger, but it's more of a jazz-style album. And the Final Fantasy Adventure soundtrack, which is the first Secret of Mana game that came on the Game Boy. I've got too many soundtracks. Space Invaders Extreme's an awesome one as well. And we'll just try and keep this a top five. What are your top five games on the virtual console so far? It would probably be the uh, only five games that I own. Sure. Um, in no particular order, Sin and Punishment, Wave yeah. 64, Link to the Past, Bomberman 93, and I think that might be it. There might be one more. No big deal. Okay. okay. Um, you have, don't have Secret of Mana yet? No, there's a number of games that are on my to-get list. But you just wait until they go on a bargain yeah, oh, special Kirby's or something? Kirby's Adventure, <laughs> I think, is the fifth one. Yeah, I've been waiting oh, for... Yeah all these games and then they finally came out and I didn't bother buying them you know Majora's Mask uh, the Kirby one or Kirby platformer on SNES 64 ones out not, not 
Kirby Adventure. Kirby Adventure Three will be out next month with the. Yeah, so, sorry, Dream, Dreamland Three, isn't it? I thought that was already yeah, out. Yeah, Dreamland Three. No, it's, no, it's out in the US, but not out down here. Uh-huh. My top five, which is probably going to be being top fifty, I think. But uh, Secret of Mana, number one. No, 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 screw it. I'm just going to go games that I've enjoyed in the virtual console. I did enjoy that on the Super NES, but it's more Super NES I enjoyed it for. Uh, River City Ransom, or Street Gangs, as it's called down here. Really enjoyed that. Kirby's Adventure, loved that one. Metroid, because I never played the original Metroid, but Metroid really, on the NES, really made me love the Metroid games. No, screw it. Uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Played it before, but it's still a freaking amazing game. Um, Samurai what about Mario RPG for... or whatever it was? No, it's not that good. Paper Mario, sorry. Oh, Paper Mario. Paper Mario is actually really good. I'll probably go with that, but I was actually going to say Samurai Showdown 2 for the Neo Geo. Vuk. Probably only got Jora. Yep. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh, Mario Kart 64. That's the only three I can really remember okay, that cool. stick out. Sin and Punish. James. Okay. See, I don't get Sin and Punish, but I just, the controls just throw me off. I can't enjoy it. I thought you were really excited for Sin and Punishment too. I am, because it's going to be awesome with the Wiimote controls. I can see it working with Wiimote controls, but the control setup... I mean, I can see it awesome working with the N64 controller. But the controls they've mapped for it for the Classic Controller and GameCube just don't work. Well, there's a, I found one of the secondary controls worked fairly well. Using well, shoulder buttons to it. move left and right, and you aim with the thumbstick... Of course, I think it was all Borgster or Meltz who was mad about it will go off at me for not liking it. James? Um, I, this is a question that doesn't really apply to me because I've only ever bought one virtual console game. And even then, oh. it was because I bought three Wii, two WiiWare games and I used the rest of the points to just buy something. Okay, what was the game? Kirby 64. Okay, cool. That's James' number one. <laughs> no, I, was I it, sorry? Kirby 64. Kirby and the Christmas card. I like it. I like that game, but it's like... <clears throat> It's an awesome... It's like, like, I don't know. He gets the, he gets the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, but it just feels weird. Yeah, I don't know. I, I prefer the traditional, like, 2D animated... It is 2D. Than, it's not. It's 2.5. Oh, yeah. It's arguing me a few weeks ago, didn't we? Any uh, any good, obscure, not very well-known games you can recommend us? There's too many. On DS or Wii? Yeah, DS we'll start with. Um, well, at the moment, Miami Law... That's really strange. Like, I mean, I'm, yep. I'm, um, what else? There's another one. I'm playing one have at you the made moment. A, uh, sorry, sorry. Have you made a thread on the forum about Miami Law? No, I haven't. I might get around to doing it at some point. Um, I think the people need to know about it. Um, at the moment, I'm actually playing another game on DS. It's called Little Red Riding Hood Zombie Barbecue. And been... oh, I've heard good stuff about that. <laughs> it's pretty much... It's an interesting story. It's basically Little Red Riding Hood. She's finished what happened in the story... But the woods, she looks slutty. Yeah, the woodsman has died. The woodsman has died. She's got nothing left to live for, so she decides to go on a killing spree. And she's she throws at the beginning of every level. She throws off her hood, and she's got this skanky bikini thing underneath. And she's got massive machine guns. And it's basically the easiest way to describe it is like Sin and Punishment on the DS. I okay, I haven't played it now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Sin and Punishment on the DS. It's like you've got an on rails kind of setup. You can choose move to move left between left and right. And you tap in each like a general angle, and she shoots it that way. And it's basically, it's very, it's really mindless, but it's really fun. I do recommend Little Red Riding Hood Zombie Barbecue. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, trying to think what else. There's another one. Oh no, not one I've played, but it's all on the same lines. Called Backyard Barnyard Blast or something. I don't know who it's made by, but you saw this pig in this like vampire hunting thing, and it's got a lot of in jokes against Castlevania and all that. <laughs> I remember seeing someone review it, but it was good. I've been playing. I played Lux Pain as well. That's a bit of a. I don't know. If, it, if you guys like adventure games, you'll really like Lux Pain. 
because it there's hardly any game in there. It's just an adventure. Like it's like reading a book, but with pictures. <laughs> um, it's it's a very very like it's very dark kind of creepy kind of game. It's about like you know suicide, like cyberbullying and animal cruelty, all that kind of stuff. But it's really dark as well. That's probably why I won't get much of a major release on the DS because it's not really the right audience. <clears throat> Um, I mean, the DS is a good home for stuff like that, though, eh? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the, like, the gameplay, there's, like, the, the gameplay, the cat, even though there's hardly any, really, really do suit the DS, and, I mean, I think it is worth checking out if you're a fan of adventure games, definitely. Speaking of obscure games on the DS, have you played, what's it, Flower, Sun, Rain, or whatever? Yes. It's called? I re- good? I reviewed it. Is it good? Um, it's hard to say. Um, it's real. it's a strange... I mean, book, it's Suda. Yeah, book play it for I think what ten minutes and then stop playing and just let me have it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, the graphics are terrible, but if you can get past that, the, the the writing is very very clever and it's very um very out there. It's very strange. It's hard to let me just think how to explain it. It's like a mix of I don't even know how to explain it. It's like you go to this hotel and you find that there's a terrorist, like there's a plot, a terrorist plot to destroy the the island or, or detonate a bomb or something. And he's it's basically like Groundhog Day mixed with like a strange TV show, like say Twin Peaks or something like that. You keep reliving the same day that different events happen, and it's just it gets towards the end of it, it gets really strange, like really, really weird. It's a pseudo game. I, I would expect it. Yeah, but I mean, give me like this is the first time it's been released outside of Japan, and there's a very good reason why it probably should have stayed in Japan. But I really enjoyed it. But I can understand it's not going to sell very well at all, which is a shame because we won't see the second game, which is the silver case. But I mean, yeah, it just doesn't seem to be very Western orientated at all. People who people who love pseudo will definitely love it, but otherwise, no. Okay, that's pretty much it for you. Pretty much. Does anyone else okay, have any cool. other obscure games? <laughs> Probably just stick with the DS. You have a lot lots there. of obscure games. Yeah, well, well, I was going to say... Um, I was talking about games I've never even heard of. Got uh, one, Bangio, Bangio, whatever you say, Bangio yes. Spirits on the DS, made by Treasure. Awesome little puzzle shooter sort of game thing. You control this little tiny mech that flies around the screen and just blow up everything around you. But there's a lot of puzzle solving and you can switch your weapons. Have you played it, James? Yeah, I did. I reviewed that as well. Um, did you like it? Not as much as you did. Okay. Yeah, I got a lot of fun out <laughs> of it. I don't think anyone uh, could like it as much as uh, Flame Condor. Uh, Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime is an awesome little sort of went under the radar DS game. Heaps of fun. Again, I think I'm probably the only one here who's probably played that. Yeah, no, I can't say I have. I think it's come out in Australia eventually. The whole idea of the game is you control Rocket, who's this little... If you've played Dragon Quest, you know what the slimes are. You control one of them, and you just got a very sort of action-adventure Zelda-ish over the top. you got one attack, and that's pretty much how you do everything. you got to collect stuff and levels, which you can send back and use for stuff, which I forget what you actually use it for. Use it for something. I know you use it to make ammo for these huge tank battles, which are another thing of their own. Hunt around for stuff online, but it's an awesome little game for the DS. Uh, um, Escape from Bug Island. That's obscure. No. No. I, go, go away. I finished it. <laughs> I actually finished it the other day. But oh, how'd you sit through it all? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Retro Game Challenge hasn't come out here, down here, but it's, I think I talked about it a few weeks ago, a whole heap of games that are pretend retro. Please import it because if more people buy it we might actually get the sequel coming out of Japan and I think that's pretty much oh no hang on um, speaking of Suda51 Contact on the DS yeah no I'm not a fan 
Yeah, I know some people. I'm, there's a lot I can see wrong with it, but there's also it's just got a. It's very earthboundy. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Suda. Yeah, it's made by Grass. I don't know if Suda worked on it, but it's made by Grasshopper. Um, oh, it says he worked on it. He was a producer for it, so yay. But yeah, it's it's a nice little RPG. Very different to everything of anything I've sort of played before. The combat's weird in that you don't really attack. You go into attack mode, and then you're just sort of more watching the attacks happen. It's kind of annoying like that, but it's a really good game. And I think that's really all I can think of. Like, for Wii? No, I'm just trying to think. I'm just going through my list. Magical Star Sign for the DS. Brownie Brown is an RPG. Oh, yeah, that it's one. not that bad. I've heard of that one. Sorry? I've heard of that one. Yeah, it came out the same time as Children of Matter. It's a turn-based RPG made by Brownie Brown, who is made by is a team made by guys who worked in the original Matter games. It's got a looks a lot like a Matter game, but it's not. Um, I don't know. You can you can still find it around. I think I'm looking at Wii, and there's not a lot there that I would call obscure. Really, I mean, like you got No More Heroes and Akami, I guess. <coughs> But they're still they're obscure, but still really high profile. They're more like limited release. Geometry Wars Galaxy would be one for the way that I'd suggest checking out. You played that, didn't you? What about the Dragon Ball Z game? Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, the one you liked ages ago. Uh, Budokai Tenkaichi Two. Yeah, it's not really obscure though. Yeah, that's Dragon Z. I'd say Excite Truck was obscure. Yeah. No, 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 Excite Bot. Sorry. Yeah, but it's not come out down here yet. Excite Bot. If at all. Boom, like boom blocks and the blob for Wii, but they're not really obscure. They're, they're, I don't know, they, they feel like major releases for me. I'd probably yeah, I the know. most obscure one I can think of for Wii is Geometry Wars Galaxy. Really? That's not really yeah. obscure. Yeah, I know. What about Night? What about Captain Rainbow? That's obscure, I've got that. Oh, wait, what about Obscure 2? Yeah, oh, I've got that too. Uh, and, um. I'll think you're I'll, sk- <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll skip Retro. Uh, Vuk, did you have anything? Or Anthony? Uh, I don't Captain play Rainbow, games. Tingle, Tingle's Rupee Land, Tingle, yeah, we'll uh, Tingle and the DSi, half the, <laughs> um, uh, all the half of the DSiWare games I've got that are out in Japan that won't come out here, but this Katamari puzzle game that's really weird. We'll, we'll skip uh, Retro Man's next question, because someone else sort of asked something similar. Uh, ENKC, uh, friend of the, he's been on before, I think, has uh, got couple of questions. Uh, how long will it take for Nintendo to release the next generation console or handhelds? Mm-hmm. Three or four years. Another yeah. three D- four. If Nintendo hadn't have done the DSi this year, I reckon we would have seen a DS replacement next year, but they have, so probably yeah, three or four years. The way, I don't know, maybe 211? Yeah. Nah, yeah. Christmas 211, probably. A lot could change uh, between now and then. It's really hard to say. Do you, do you yeah, think, think we're going to see a 10-year life cycle like some people are talking about? Well, ten-year life cycle is what PlayStation, Sony's aiming for for their consoles. I mean, PlayStation Two's look like it might actually get there. PlayStation Three, a lot of stuff's got to happen. A price drop, namely. Yeah, the whole ten-year life cycle thing—they're talking about releasing a new console every, you know, four or five years, and then keeping the old one in well, circulation. Yeah, like you look at the Atari, oh, <clears> maybe not ten years, but but the Game Boy had more or less a ten-year. No, had a. 89 came out, and it was probably 2001, 2002, they stopped releasing Game Boy games. Yeah, so but I mean, that, but that did a have, platform. Yeah, <clears throat> but that did have the Game Boy Color update halfway through. I mean, handhelds can pull off a 10-year life cycle just because that's the way handhelds work. But yeah, we'll sort of wait and see them. I don't know, I, th- I think 211 would be optimistic, would be looking at for a Wii. 
Wii 2, Wii HD, whatever it's called. This goes back to the question Retroman asked. Ian KC, there, um, the one that he asked, I didn't say about. There are three Nintendo mags on the market currently, to my knowledge. Ultimate, um, Official, and Endgamer. How do they compare? I've only read Official once or twice. I didn't mind the last issue that I got, which had the 100 top 100 games, because I like reading those things, but I don't read a lot of it. Have you checked the other ones out, Vuk? Endgame is the UK one, isn't it? Well, he says I it's think. an Australian one. No, he doesn't. Oh, I think it's... A, no, oh, I, think no it's, I think it's a UK one. A typical UK magazine, it's not that good. Uh, three months later. Um, yeah, uh, Ultimate is sort of like you know, the current day N64 game, or it's not as good, and it's a bit, you know, raggy style, but... Um, the official one is just half a reprint of the UK one with Aussie reviews. Yeah. Um, the problem with all of those magazines is that they're magazines. Which I'm not gonna. I mean, I, I, I like print media. I, I still probably prefer having something to read on the train or at work. Yeah, than but reading stuff off a monitor. I mean, like, I just spent probably seventy dollars buying that GameSpike book. Jeremy yeah, but Parrish. that's a book. Books are different to a magazine. By the time a magazine comes out, all the unless it's like something like Edge or Game Informer that gets stuff months in advance, they're basically ultimately useless because they're all old, they're out of date. I mean, useless to us maybe. It's, I still buy Retro Gamer. <clears throat> no, what about all those? But that's but re- what about the that, that's coverage? different because that's not reviews. That's more articles and features, all, which is what magazines should be doing more of. We were all yeah, talking about I mean, the shelf life of DS games and people who aren't hardcore gamers buying the new stuff, just learning and discovering about games. They could be. That's who the stuff's for. I know. But for us, yeah, they're not all that good. But Ian I mean, Casey is asking, how do they compare? Which has the best reviews? Which has interesting articles? I can't. Again, I, I can't really speak. All I've read is official once or twice. The first issue did not impress me, but the last one wasn't that bad. But um, I mean, I don't know, screw comparing them to themselves. I mean, you, but you compare them to the older stuff. Like the current official Nintendo magazine still just doesn't even compare to NMS. I mean, they had a preview of Red Steel Two, right? And yeah. it had released uh, not Red Steel Two, Punch Out, and. Um, And it said, uh, release date, to be announced. Nintendo Australia can't even give its own official magazine a release date for that game. Uh, What's the point of having an official magazine? Yeah. I mean, and who's it marketed to? Is it marketed towards, you know, the tween market? Or is it marketed towards adults? Because, I mean, kids don't buy magazines anymore. You, you, you look at the magazine, the layout of it all, it looks like it's aimed more at casual people than us. Yeah, so, but why why would you do that and then not have pertinent information towards those games? I know. It's Nintendo Australia. Let's make a books magazine. Yeah, right. Just reprint Didn't everything. someone talk about that ages ago, back when the forum sort of started? Yeah, we, we that was... Every someone... page out of an LCD screen and we can keep it updated via Wi-Fi. <laughs> publish an ebook for the Kindle or something. But yeah, I mean, they don't really. Uh, as far as I can see, the fish, the new ones don't really compare to like, especially the N64 game or NMS days. They were relevant back then. They're not so much anymore. Um, and also, uh, from here, KC, Wii demo discs. Do you want them, and do you think they'd be a workable concept? Yes, no, yes. I'd rather just. I'd rather just be able to. Would rather just download. I don't think demo discs in, in this day and age work anymore. Do they? Yeah. No. The only demo discs that are left are the 360 ones, and they're just basically 
they just get stuff off the marketplace and put it on a disc. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're old and outdated. No one uses them anymore. I reckon that... I mean, I suppose... Well, I did say to say that. I suppose that you've got those people who haven't hooked their consoles online. Those demo discs would be good. But... I still think that they should at least offer a downloadable service at the minimum. We don't actually have demos on the Wii Marketplace or the Wii shop, shop. shop channel, yeah. Um, I think if we did have demo discs, people would consider buying magazines that come with them because there's no alternative to get demos. Yeah, yeah that's true. If they were somehow able to get like an exclusive bundle deal or something where you can only get the demo disc through the magazine just like the PlayStation magazine did back in the day then maybe that would work. But, I mean, a lot of developers um, might not have the time or money to put to put out a demo because it does take more time and money. I know that. I mean, it, I, I'd be happy if it was just like WiiWare, that where you could just download demos of them. That would be fine. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I agree with that. Especially with WiiWare, there's a lot of games I'm really iffy about. I don't want to spend... Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I know. I guess we'd all be interested in that. Be interesting. I don't think it would be workable this day and age. And uh, that looks like that's pretty much it. I did say we'd give a prize out, uh, like so a Wii Points card, to whoever had the best question. Um, we'll announce that in the show post in the forum. But yeah, we'll just have another that's questions. Probably going to do this again uh, later on. We'll have a quick break and be back to some site pimping and wrap up. So, Fook, anything interesting been happening on the site the last week or so? Yeah, this week we've had a ton of uh, features go up. Uh, we've got, well, we'll go from the oldest first, uh, an interview with uh, WiiWare developers. Uh, furry legend. Yeah, I can't remember their name. <laughs> Sorry, they're from Poland. Um, <laughs> uh, game Lion, or Game Leon, I'm not sure. Uh, they're doing WiiWare game Furry Legends. Um also have an interview with Chrome about the Wii version of Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Um, uh, the game's out now as well. Uh, the, and then the big interview that went up on Friday was with High Voltage Software about the Conduit. And um, it's a pretty extensive interview. And um, I think uh, J- Josh Olsen, who's the producer at High Voltage, uh, did a great uh, answer that questions really well. There's some good stuff in there. Well, did and, he only um, talk about high volt about um, the conduit? Did he mention a bit about the conduit? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, that was the point of the interview. I mean, I, um, the game was meant to be out by now, so um, but we got pushed back. But so it's a good read. Would have liked and, to have heard more about what you call it, Analyst Demo I want to know what's happening with that. Oh, we can ask next interview. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also for, got for, for a the ton of. Room ton of reviews on the way to go up. Um, what reviews have come up recently? Uh, Grand Slam Tennis was the most recent one and Populous and Excitebots were the last three ones really. Uh, before that we haven't had one for a while because uh hasn't been anything out. Now we've got like five. Yay. Yeah, there's like five and there's like 
three of those I haven't put up yet. We We've also eight, did eight reviews on the way, so tons of content when there's lots, not a lot of news. So something for everyone to read. And we also did the um, our E3 awards for 2009, I think, which pretty much went Super Mario Galaxy won best Wii, didn't it? Yep. Super Mario Galaxy 2 won Best Wii. Best DS was a tie between Scribblenauts and Golden Sun. There was a lot of other stuff there as well, which I can't remember because the link's not loading up for me right now. Yeah, so no it Scribblenauts. Just... I can't believe um, Galaxy 2 came out ahead of Metroid. It was a close see... one, I think. Um, it was, it was, there was New Super Mario Bros. Wii came runner-up for that one. Biggest surprise, though, was Metroid Other M. <clears throat> Yeah, biggest disappointment was lack. biggest disappointment was lack of a DSi virtual console. Why did Vitality Sensor win? You all say wow, because everyone said wow, like wow, wow that shit. But <laughs> but then everyone on Tekken Thought has sort of like you know said wow, there's something different about that and thought about it. So it made but, people think definitely. But yeah, Scribble Knots won a lot of awards. Yeah, and I thought that. We forwarded that on to uh, Fist Cell as well and let them know how awesome they are. <laughs> have, we, have we interviewed them before? Anything over Lock's Quest? Or? Are they Japanese or... Uh, or American. American. Yeah, no, we've interviewed them with Lock's Quest and Draw to Life. But uh, because they're publishing with Warner Brothers this time, we haven't uh, had the same access to them yet, so we're going to ask for another one, though, and try and find out more about Scribbernauts. And also the new Drawn to Life game. And we're trying to get something put into the game. We'll try and do that. How about that? <sighs> or not. So that's pretty much about it. Anthony, you usually want to rattle on about some bargains, if there are any. Uh, I haven't really been tracking them. Okay, awesome. If you want to, if you want to find out <laughs> yeah, where you can find the, the, the toy sales no, next which, week, aren't they? Which site, uh, which site do you go to to find out about the best bargains, Anthony? Ecogamer.com. Hang on. Okay. Uh, and which site do you go to to find out the best GoldenEye 007 news? <laughs> yeah, shit, you're bringing that up, don't you? <laughs> oh, who dropped out? Um, I... Damn, Chinatown Wars is back up to $39. Cool. It was 29 when I when I bought it. I still suppose $39 is cheap, and it's pretty much 40 bucks in lots of different places. But yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll... No notable yeah, yeah. sales that I know of. Cool. They were trying we'll to wrap up there. Off, um... But yeah, we'll, so we'll just wrap up with that, and <laughs> we'll see you next time in a week or two or whenever we can be bothered doing it. So we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. James, you can say goodbye. Oh, there's.